What's up, everybody? This is your daily Hockey Dudes podcast that I'm bringing to you. And it's been a doozy. It's been a doozy of a weekend. And, you know, that's what we do. Five days a week. That's what I mean by daily, by the way. I take the weekends off. Take the weekends off. Got to spend some time with the wife. Got to hang out. Got to enjoy life a little bit. Got to hang out with the boys. I got I got things to do, man. Got things to do. One of the things I did do this past weekend is did my yearly trip to the zoo and Zumbezi Bay. Solid. Solid place. Not going to lie. Um, a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. I think COVID has definitely made me into a germaphobe. I don't know if anybody else feels like that. Like just be, Not at stadiums. It's weird because I, I went to a couple Blue Jackets games during COVID, which that crowd was sparse, you know. But I, you know, I've been to a full crew game. And crowds didn't really bother me there, but at Zumbezi Bay yesterday, it it just it was definitely bothering me. <laughs> just something about everybody being down in their swim trunks and just like being elbow to elbow all around the park was just not enjoyable. Not the way that I like to enjoy Zumbezi Bay, as at least like I'm literally looking at the water, and even though I know chlorine kills. 100% of germs, like all of germs. I still, if the water looks a little foggy and all I see are just bodies everywhere, I just can't help but think everybody's peeing in the pool. And that just freaks me out. It just makes it so, it just say, it makes it so unenjoyable. And anyway, Zumbezi Bay, you gotta, you gotta pretty much catch it on a day when there's nobody there. Zoo was awesome. Zoo was fun. Um, you got to just go in knowing that most times you walk around the zoo, you're not going to see any animals moving around. They're all going to be either sleeping or, you know, you, you feel good sometimes. Like when you catch them sleeping and you're like 10 feet away from them, that feels good. You're like a boom. I, I was 10 feet away from a lion. Yeah. It wasn't moving. It was sleeping, but I was still 10 feet away from a lion. That's cool. Shout out the otters. The otters are running around. Love that. Any animal that just, they were playing a little tag. Little daughters were playing a little tag. I love that. Um, and then we ended the night by going to the sea lion show, which was a great show. I mean, the sea lions were jumping, doing flips. They were, you know, waving, doing their little wave. They were um, just, they're just dogs. Like, sea lions, they're literally, sea lions are literally just dolphin dogs. They're hilarious. They just, the way they behave, their mannerisms. They're just all good boys and good girls, you know? But one was was VV bad. One was very bad. He bit the trainer. And the trainer, like, freaked out. She actually handled it pretty well for being bitten by, like, a 600-pound sea lion. And it was the big boy, too, Lana. This big boy. And the zoo, people who work for the zoo are probably just hating that I'm sharing this. But the sea lion bit the trainer. The trainer 
went backstage and you know took lana in but her mic was still on and you could hear her say over the like mic like call ems i've been bit i've been bit and like the show's still going on and the other like trainer is out there trying to conduct a show still without any sea lions and it's just very awkward and then they just end the show <laughs> it just said all right guys well we're gonna end the show a little early today and you know the trainer back is like call ems call me as like uh i've been bit i've been bit and she's like yeah uh hey uh courtney your microphone is still on and then she just like it was bad man it was a crazy ending um i think everybody's okay i I don't think the bite was too bad i mean it couldn't have been it wasn't like a siegfried and roy kind of bite or attack you know it was just like the the trainer was like holding out a fish or something or trying to explain to lana like hey um if you jump up and and touch this target you get a fish and the the sea lion must have mistaken her holding the fish as giving it to her so i think it like went after the fish which startled her and the trainer fell and slipped you know because it's a wet surface and the sea lion like bit her butt basically or like her back of her leg and i think everything was fine i didn't see any blood mackenzie claims that she saw blood coming through the trainer shorts which is just tough scene all around but yeah it's just crazy honestly crazy end of the show the show was great though the 90 percent of the show was fantastic the sea lions are awesome um but that's enough of the, that's enough of the zoo talk you go you all go to the zoo on your own time do your own thing this evander kane situation is truly crazy i don't know i don't know really what to think of it i mean both husband and wife in the situation are kind of releasing statements on social media calling the other ones like liars it's really crazy stuff and i just don't think you'd see anything like that i just you you just get surprised every time you see something like that you just you assume any sort of personal issues are going on behind closed doors and like every once in a while you'll hear things like leaked by like reporters close to the team or beat writers but you never really i mean before we talk about who i personally think is right in the situation not that i really can i mean i'm we're literally just reading two two different people's stories on social media that's all we have to understand of the situation let's just run through Evander Kane's timeline as a pro. He was the fourth overall draft pick in 2009 by the Atlanta Thrashers. He plays instantly for that team. Instantly. Like, he gets in. You don't really see that a whole lot. After a good junior career, gets drafted by a bad franchise. He comes in and he finishes top 10 in Calder Trophy voting. After missing some games. Um, He still had 19 goals, 24 assists. In a rookie year, good first campaign, good entrance into the league. Um, he survives a relocation phase after True North Sports Ventures buys the Thrashers, moves them up to Winnipeg. That's not a very easy thing to go through in your second year as a pro, but he did, and all of a sudden he's in his, he gets to his fourth season or his third season as a pro, excuse me, 
And by January of 2012, he's leading the Jets in scoring, 18 goals, 31 points. And he's he's having a very good first few years in the league. He gets a concussion, misses a big chunk of the year. Um, but I think he proved to Winnipeg and to win it, and he, you know, won a lot of Winnipeg fans over thinking like this guy could be a very big asset and a very big piece of some playoff runs. Well, they signed him to a six year, $31 million deal. Um, so that's like what, just over $5 million a year in 2012 dollars, mind you. So that's pretty good, pretty good for him. And then... Um, we see his first, his first, I guess, off ice incident, and it comes in year six of his NHL career. So he's gone, you know, he started in the league at 18 years old. Now he's 24. You're, you're like, your whole career is ahead of you and you have tons of experience and you already have a one big, you already have a huge contract. Like, he gets he makes a mistake okay every every you know a lot of players in that first few years of their career make a mistake he gets accused of assault it was an incident in vancouver i don't i don't really remember the details of it but he was sued for financial damages from the incident um and then on april 5th 2014 he was a healthy scratch under new coach Paul Maurice, who's still there. And in a game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, after the game, Paul Maurice said it was the coach's decision and that if Evander wanted to be back in the lineup, all he had to do was just come to the rink. So then you're reading that, like, what's what's going on? Like, what was that was a really weird situation. Like, something's going on. Like, is he not showing up? Is he dealing with more off-ice issues. And then on February 3rd, 2015, Kane was a healthy scratch again against Vancouver. And it was revealed that he was scratched because of an incident with his teammates. And then he revealed in an interview the next year that he felt like the Jets, his Jets teammates did not have his back through his legal and behavioral issues. So he's blame so he's not getting along with his teammates because he didn't feel like they had his back through whatever he was going through in that earlier incident when he gets sued for assault. So that's like that's tough. I mean, I I feel like we're too far out of it now to really go back and dissect that situation, but that can be tough, man. I mean, Maybe because he was six years into the league, people felt like he'd act like a little more mature than he did. But okay, so now what is happening is I'm gonna turn my volume up a little bit so that you guys can hear me. So now what is basically happening? So now what is basically happening? is I had to pause the recording of the podcast because it was time for Mackenzie and I to leave. So if that's why you hear me at the end of that being like, oh, 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 that's me just shutting off the podcast, pausing it for later, wrapping it up, and 
like a little snack and putting it in the fridge saying I'm gonna finish that later. This is what I'm doing. This is me coming down for that late night snack, that late night hockey dude steaks, and I'm gonna freaking deliver them right now, okay? So I was just gonna keep reading Evander Kane's history. Screw that. That guy definitely seems like a total D-bag. That's just the vibe I'm getting. Listen, I've been married for a month. I gotta say the right things here. I'm taking her side. I'm taking A-Kane's side. It's also huge of me because I am a big gambling guy. And yeah, I got a freaking problem, okay? Here's the thing, though. I don't give a crap about most sports unless I put a little shishing on the games. So, naturally, working in my industry, I have to care about a lot of games on TV, so I just sling the money around. Just a couple bucks, not like a whole lot, just a couple bucks. You know, just to have a little skin in the game. Um, and, you know, there are some sports, like, I don't, I can watch college football, and I, I actually can watch a lot of hockey games without having to bet, because I, you know, play fantasy hockey and whatnot. But, yeah, I mean, anyway, this is a bad day for gamblers. If if that's really what Evander Kane is doing, he will not be playing any more hockey. Nobody will want him on their team. Um, he, you know, he filed for bankruptcy before this last season. He's going through a lot, man. And he played great, too. It's just such a shame because he's so talented. He had one of the better years of his career this past year. I think the dude was literally like a point-a-game guy. He was so freaking sick this past year. And, yeah, he had 49 points in 56 games. 22 goals for a bad Sharks team. This guy's done nothing but just play for poo-poo teams, and he's played well. But the off-ice issues are so, so brutal, man. And the situation with him and his wife is just, it's just sad before anything else. Um, clearly, I think she is a, a little bit upset. And that, hot take, <laughs> if Andrew Kane's wife is upset. Um, no, I think she, I think she is just a, um, I think she's salty. I think she's salty. I mean, how could you not be going through a divorce where it seems like, yeah, at one point in your life, things were good. You were in love. You had a, a child with this man. And all of a sudden, he's just you feel like the world's just pulling him away from you. And he's going on expensive European trips. And he files for bankruptcy. He isn't handling his money correctly. He's still got all these nice things. He's still gambling. And, and now he's, you know, that's a really tough thing to go through. Um, it, it is, uh, you know, Evander Kane saying that he, that all the accusations that his wife is pinning against him is fake, is very, very hard to believe based off his track record. But I hope that, I hope it is fake, man. I, that's really bad if he's throwing games on purpose. Uh, Mackenzie asked the question the other day, is that like illegal? Uh, hell yeah, it's illegal, girl. You uh, referenced the, I never thought I'd be referencing this in my hockey dude's career but the black Sox, look at what the black Sox did 19 what 18 freaking shoeless joe jackson and all those bunch of thugs those guys are actually thugs and they just straight up bet against themselves and threw the world series 
savages. Honestly, one of the coolest stories in sports, not from a role model's perspective, but just those guys were freaking savages. Like, that's what I picture. And I pictured everybody in 1915 to just be an absolute gangster and nothing like putting a bunch of gangsters on a baseball team and throwing a World Series. I love that it was for the dirty, dirty socks. That's so awesome. Um, but no, this is bad. What Evander Kane is doing right now is bad. Especially because, like, these guys, he's making so much money. He's, like, in a, he's, like, in his freaking, like, he's in a six-year contract worth, like, 40 million. He's, he's in his third year. Like, this guy can actually make money in this league, and he can play in this league for a long time. But he's just blowing it right down the crapper. And honestly, you really hate to see it. But, um... Yeah, I feel bad for him. I really do. I hope that it's just not true. I hope all the things aren't true. But everything that I've seen out of this guy so far, he's a great hockey player. Don't get me wrong. He's just a total, total douchebag. But we'll see where it goes, man. I, like I said, I'm just really hoping this isn't real. Um, Just to move on from that, I uh, saw really quickly a... Uh, Jakob Voracek is wearing number 43. Oh, hell yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, not, not that that's like a surprise or anything, but you just really love to see that. Uh, some more Blue Jackets news here. What am I looking at? Ooh, uh, the Edmonton Oilers are apparently interested in Jonas Koposalo. Um, It looks like the Blue Jackets won a first-rounder in return for him. I've... This man, Yarmo, is addicted to trades. He's absolutely going to get this done. I... I could see this going through sometime within the, you know, sometime hopefully before training camp. That way, Jonas can get up there and get acclimated to things. And, um, you know, I mean, it's a rebuilding year. It's a, it's a rebuilding. We're in, we're in a rebuilding phase, and it, it feels good to start over. I said that in my last poopy podcast. That sounded like I had the deepest balls of all time. No, my balls are not that deep. Um... I do not have a deep voice. I just I just don't know how to edit things sometimes and things come out like crap. I'm actually a, a terrible producer. But you know, that's beside the point. I mean I I do what I can when I can. Um I, I just do me and I chill. Alright. So just freaking back off of me, you yabos, you freaking ding dongs. I'm, I'm not talking to you guys, by the way, you guys are pretty chill to me, but I'm just, in general, I'm mostly just talking about to Satan, because he just freaking gets on my back and just dominates me. I actually have a huge, huge golf match tomorrow. I'm very much looking forward to it with my boy Jake. I played awful this past uh, golf outing, and um, I got another big match with Tim Hall. I mean, it's not really going to be a match. Tim Hall is freaking, he's, that man is nasty at golf um he just shot in the he just shot a freaking 76 the other day how the freaking cheese balls am i gonna compete with that that's some straight up bull crap i'm lucky if i shoot 85 literally like 85 is a great day for me um but yeah guys it's just it's a crazy world out there with evander game this news is nuts i'm gonna post another podcast for tuesday so i'll, I'll hopefully have a little bit of little bit more for you guys it looks like the nhl straight up is not gonna do anything until they get some hard evidence i'm sure that at some point they're gonna like question him bring him in 
say like, yo, dude, are you gambling against the sharks? And he's going to be like, yeah, who is it? And then they're just going to be like, facts. <laughs> the sharks freaking suck. They actually have a really good, like, their first five dudes are amazing. I don't know how much sharks games you guys watch this year. But when their power play is on the ice, their power play is actually really freaking nice. But outside of that, it's all carbo bubba cheeks. Um, yeah, and um, what other news was I doing? What else was I doing, like, hockey-wise today? Um, oh, I uh, was flipping around the Olympics, you know, that, that pretty much how I tackle the Olympics is I just watch whatever's on. I don't really seek anything out. I kind of was seeking out how the rugby team was doing just because, like, rugby is such a cool sport to me. But, I mean, the U.S. rugby team, obviously, we're not dominating the world. I think we got all the way to the quarterfinal. We, I know we beat Ireland, and that's a pretty big rugby country, or at least I think so. Fiji, though. Fiji beat New Zealand, and they just won their they just won their second gold medal in a row. That's freaking cool. I mean, that, that country is literally less than a million people, and they're dominating a very popular worldwide sport. That's just freaking hot. Uh, shout out Fiji. I love you. Decent water. Honestly, a little overpriced, but I mean, hey, if you're going to win back-to-back gold medals, I'll start drinking Fiji water more often. So, um, I, I after this, I can't wait. I'm going to go get up and get a cookie, a Costco cookie. I'm going to freaking dominate that in my belly and go to sleep on that. Um, I think I've done a really good job keeping the wife asleep. Um, but no, I was wa- also I was watching. I turned on um, the NHL Network, and you know, just to kill some time, see what was on. There was a Remember the Cup series that they were doing, and it was Game Six of the 2017 Stanley Cup Final between Pittsburgh and Nashville. And I was just watching the game, you know, just you never you never really remember or have opportunities unless they're presented to you to go back and watch like games like really recently like that just wasn't i would never really seek out the entire series of on like youtube or something but just to see it on tv and just watching it it just made me realize like is there is there a more perfect example of a franchise that might have just missed their Stanley Cup window and their window was open really wide. You know, I think as a Blue Jackets fan, you look at what happened when you got when you sweeped Tampa Bay and lost in the second round of the playoffs against Boston, came back the next year, you beat Toronto and then lost to Tampa Bay. And then you didn't make the playoffs this year. I think you look at that championship, quote-unquote championship window you had and are just really sad we didn't get one. But look at a team like Nashville, man. I mean, they went all the way. They went six games with the Pittsburgh Penguins in the Stanley Cup Final. And, boys, they have been good since 2012. They literally haven't had a season below 500. They haven't had a season below 500 since 2012-2013. That's freaking crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. They lost... Okay, so they, they're on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 
year playoff streak you don't even think of them as like a team that's on a streak like that but they just are and like i know there's some diehard nashville fans that just gotta feel their window somewhat they're they're on the back they're on the they're on the back nine of their window, right? I mean, like, a mid, they're still a mid-market team. And I know they still got some good pieces. They still got Roman Yossi there. Um, and as long as you have Roman Yossi, your team's going to be competitive. But another guy like Pekka Rene, he sneakily had a Hall of Fame career. <laughs> like, I don't think I appreciated him. I know there were some times in, like, NHL, like, 16 or NHL 17 where he was the best goalie in the game. But man this guy he would be andre vasilevsky like talked about he would be like like i feel like i just feel like retired and it's just crazy to think how yeah i mean he that run to the stanley cup final that was like a henrik lundquist run to the stanley cup final that he fell short it was a Carey Price run to the Stanley Cup final that just fell short. Like a legendary goalie seeking his first cup, and he just falls just short of the goal line. It's so tough. And I know Carey Price is a little younger than that, but I just feel like that's the trajectory of his career too. Just an amazing goalie that is just going to retire. Like a goalie that's been consistent, never had a down year. Just consistent every single year always talked about as a Vesna and the as a Vesna finalist and just to fall short of winning a Stanley Cup but here's the thing it's a tough league it's a tough league and everybody wants one and what I still like about the Stanley Cup is you still somewhat are measured on how you were as a hockey player based on your Stanley Cup or the amount that you have and that's why guys just, they risk their free, like, they just throw their whole lives on the line to win a Stanley Cup, and that just makes it the best. So, and literally, it doesn't matter. I know I hate Pittsburgh. I can respect that team. They were just so good. I mean, Malkin, Hornquist, Kessel, Crosby, obviously, and Latang. like, they were just so, so, so good. Um, oh, speaking of a former Penguin, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. Chicago's going to stack the pads with Marc-Andre Fleury. That's freaking... <laughs> There's going to be so much pad stacking going on in the United Center. I, I mean, I never had a doubt that he wasn't going to play, but that was officially announced today that Fleury will be in net this year for the Chicago Blackhawks. And pressure's on, man. Pressure's on. Um, that's the biggest market he's played in, and I'd really like to see him shine. In Vegas... You're dumbest. You're so dumb. <laughs> you just traded away a Fesno winner. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, how how do you not lock this man up for another four to five year contract? I mean, I think he's what? Is he 36, 37? I know he's deep, deep, deep into his career. But, I mean, he just won the Fesno trophy. Like, this guy, how old is he? I'm going to get an actual. Mark Andre Fleury, yeah, he's 36. Okay, so yeah, you could have locked him up to four to, for four to five more years. I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are; you can still stack the pads. You know, I mean, he's gonna be pad stacking in Chicago. Um, they're a team on the come up. They look pretty freaking good. I'm a little nervous about them. Jonathan Taves is gonna be back. Yeah, they're sick. They're sick. They'll be fine. Um, 
But yeah, dudes. Um, oh, and some more beer league news. We won today in a shootout. Belo played a very good game. Good, big credit to Belo. I give him a lot of crap, but that's just to keep him humble and to keep him hungry. And guess what? It paid off tonight. He had a great game. Chase played great. Our goalie. Um, he's gonna get all the credit in the world. Obviously, he's freaking buzzing. Usually, when we get to the playoffs, he he gives up a couple ducks every now and then. But he's just been buzzing this session and i'm feeling pretty good out there my skate skill oh tommy's been playing great i need to have him back on the podcast maybe we'll get him on sometime this week but yeah i mean i hope you guys like the adult league hockey content i also like if you want to see some more videos just interact with the videos that i post on twitter a little bit not not even like you don't even have you, you can just dm me and just tell me like hey Good job. Give me a little butt smack in the DMs. I love a good butt smack in the DMs. Or on uh, the iTunes, like Apple Podcast Reviews, I am starving for a good butt smack in the podcast reviews, guys. I'm so thirsty for one. Please give me give me a bad one, honestly. I don't think we have any bad ones. I think it's just been all perfect. And maybe I sound kind of like that D-bag, like, know-it-all guy, you know? But that's just because I have... To, we got a clean cheat in the podcast reviews. A perfect 5.0. Somebody knock us down a peg. Please. Please knock us down a peg. It's impressive, actually, that we've maintained that. But, yeah, like I said, just a massive golf match tomorrow. Um, I somehow have to figure out how I'm going to celebrate the the wife and I's uh, month anniversary. Um, I'm, I might, like... I'm trying to think of, like, I'm hoping something creative just comes to me. Usually, like, when I get a good idea to celebrate the wife and I, like, an idea just, like, sprinkles into my head, like a little raindrop, like, it just hits my head. But, um, I guess if nothing hits my head, I'll just go the classic, like, flowers and a a love note route, you know? Um, and for anybody wondering how marriage has been after one month, pretty much as expected i think i think a lot of people did a really good job um letting me know that hey marriage is tough man marriage is tough it's not easy there's a lot of bad nights um you know it's just it's it's not all rainbows and butterflies but hey like i'm gonna be completely honest we still go to bed every night happy like we still make a way to know and to remind each other that we love each other and then we're just buzzing the next morning i mean i still get yelled at for not completing my list she just prints lists for me and i don't really accomplish them i accomplish like usually like my my average of a list completion is like 60 percent. so i'll get a list of like five things and i'll do three of the five things so i know that's not like that could be better. That could be better. I will always agree with that. I could be getting, I could be doing five of five. I could be, even if I was just doing four or five, that would be an improvement. But so far, happy wife, happy life, she has fully accepted three of five. I mean, she says like, she every once in a while should give me a comment like, that's all you did today. But as soon as I like name off the three things I did and be like, babe, I only had four hours she like just accepts that and that's pretty clutch i love that um but i i think at some point i'm waiting i'm waiting to bump it up to four 
maybe I'm just too immature, man. I just like I like to play video games. I like to play golf. I like to sit around and watch TV, watch old hockey videos. There's just other things I like to do, man. Like I'm just I'm just a bum guy. Like I'm just a bum at heart. The only right decision I ever did was to marry her. And everything else is just me chilling, really. Like look, look at what I'm doing right now. It's freaking 107 in the morning and I was like, got to go, go finish the podcast. And I'm down here just finishing the podcast in my undies. Ready to go dominate a cookie. Just going to go dominate one. Stuff one right down my pipe. Let that settle. All that sugary goodness. <sighs> I mean, UDF didn't have chocolate milks today. That was very upsetting. The UDF after, like, the UDF after games at Easton is, like, the most clutch thing ever. And, you know, because I just, I love to crush a chocolate milk, like, after a workout. So after I finish a hockey game, and we were a D-man short tonight, so we were rolling 3-D. So, you know, that's an extra. You're playing a game and a half, basically, what you normally play. Look at me sounding all like, you know, like a big old whiny baby. But, hey, I actually like that. I actually like it when it's 3-D, more ice time. Um, but there's a UDF on Sunbury Road, like right by Chiller Easton that I hit up before I get on the highway. And let me tell you, no UDF chocolate milk today was just the biggest L. That was a huge L. Like, they were just clean out. I don't know what's going on, man. We're, like, going through a nationwide shortage on everything. Like, I get an email from our pool at the apartment complex, like, once a week that we are out of chlorine. Like, because there's a nationwide chlorine shortage. Freaking Starbucks hasn't had green tea since before our wedding, like, a month ago. So... I don't know what's going on, brother. It is some scary times. Some scary times. But, you know, grab a loved one. Give them a butt smack if you're comfortable. Um, tell them you love them. Drink a beer. Drink a coffee. Crush a couple of vitamin D um, gummies. I love vitamin D gummies. They literally... They, like... They probably shouldn't, but somehow... The vitamin D gummies that I eat, they wake me up immediately. I don't know how that works. Maybe I, like, part of me thinks that's a placebo. See, what's tricky about placebos is placebos... Placebo effects, like, they exist in your brain, but you don't know it. But you're also just like, is that just the vitamin D gummies just working? So here's the thing. I'm a sleepy guy. Like, I have a hard time, like, keeping high energy throughout the day. And and I was relying on coffee for the longest time. Until my doctor was like, hey, you just need a little bit more vitamin D. And then my mom and Mackenzie got together. They had a little motherly, wifey council meeting. And they just said, hey. We just need to buy him vitamin D gummies. And now all of a sudden I have a jar of vitamin D gummies that I just crush. Every day. I can, I can take two. I'll take two right in the morning. And sometimes I don't even drink coffee. I literally drink the two. I drink. I eat the two vitamin D gummies. And I'm just buzzing. And I feel like. I feel like vitamin D gummies that you can buy off the shelf shouldn't work like that. That just seems like they have a little too much power. Like they help a little too much. And 
part of me just thinks it's the placebo, but I'm also like, is it the placebo or is it actually working? Because like, obviously I know these are helping me because I I know like you build up a vitamin D like reservoir and you're just, you're just buzzing. You just are living off that reserve. I just, I don't know, man. It's just the craziest thing. Um, but yeah, well, that's, that'll do it for this episode, man. I could sit here and talk all night, but I mean, I, I thought in my head, like, Hey, if you wake up early enough, maybe make Mackenzie a breakfast sandwich, you know, because she's going to the office tomorrow, which one of my personal favorite things is when she says, yes, I'm going into the office because, because it's not because I don't like quality time with her. I just feel a little more comfortable getting things done at my own pace, completing that three of five under a relaxed brain is so much nicer than like feeling like i gotta like i don't know uh, maybe that was just really crappy of me i should just go to sleep 112 in the morning that's me kissing you guys um kiss your moms for me tell your tell your moms about the podcast and uh tell your dog about the podcast uh see you tomorrow